Hello, and welcome to the Overland Journal podcast. I am your host, Scott Brady. And for today's installment, we have a special guest interviewer in Bruce Dorn. Many of you know Bruce from his contributions to Overland Journal and his recent time on the Overland Journal podcast. Bruce interviews Vasilisa Komarova. They conduct the interview down in Mexico, and Bruce and Vasilisa have developed a longtime friendship as fellow travelers and photographers. For those that have sensitivity around disturbing subjects, you'll want to stop listening to the podcast at this time because Bruce's interview with Vasilisa includes details about her brutal rape in Bolivia in 2017. So we not only learn about Vasilisa's brutal assault, but we also learn about her unbreakable spirit. Vasilisa overcame incredible odds coming back from being left for dead at the side of that lake to ultimately seeing her assailants prosecuted and serving now time in prison in Bolivia. This is an important conversation. It's a difficult one for Bruce and it's a difficult one for Vasilisa to have but you will come away being so impressed with her as an individual. And this is just going to be the first installment with Vasilisa. There's more conversations coming up. And you can read more about Vasilisa's story in the spring 2023 issue of Overland Journal. And we thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time. This content is brought to you by Overland Journal, our premium quality print publication. The magazine was founded in 2006 with the goal of providing independent equipment and vehicle reviews, along with the most stunning adventures and photography. We care deeply about the countries and cultures we visit and share our experiences freely with our readers. We also have zero advertorial policy and do not accept any advertiser compensation for our reviews. By subscribing to Overland Journal, you're helping to support our employee-owned and veteran-owned publication. Your support also provides resources and funding for content like you are watching or listening to right now. You can subscribe directly on our website at overlandjournal.com. Welcome to the Overland Journal podcast. I'm the Overland Journal's senior photographer and occasional writer, Bruce Storr. I'm here with Vasilisa Komarova, my longtime friend, who I have been face-to-face with for 20 minutes back yeah, in about that. Yeah. About that. When, uh, when you came out to the show in London, I was over there to do a little presentation at the Apple Store. Who could think we would meet here? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Vasilisa came to my show, skated in, couldn't help but notice you. <laughs> you came right up to the front row and you were very attentive. And we spoke for a few minutes afterwards. And I learned that you were an adventure traveler. And at that time, I believe you had already been traveling for a while, and I was doing a show on adventure photojournalism, adventure filmmaking. If I recall, you have always wanted to be a traveler. You traveled by motorcycle. Yes. Tell me about when you were a kid. Well, the thing is that um, I grew up in Soviet Union, and in Soviet Union, a kid could dream about anything to be an astronaut, to be a scientist, policeman, fireman but uh, not a traveler because we lived behind the iron border and because few things that happened personally to my family when Soviet Union fell apart, traveling was out of question for me and I grew up on reading Tom Sawyer and 
Mark Twain, you know, I wanted to do a lot of, you know, discovery of the world to have all the adventure. So I guess, you know, in a way, being so out of possibility of traveling and just seeing it once in a while, you know, in some programs, because even the programs from, from abroad almost didn't come to Russian Union. I remember there was one program on traveling, only like one an hour. And I was always like waiting for this moment. And I guess it's really what I was dreaming since I remember myself literally. Since I started to understand things and understand who I am, I wanted to travel. I have this vision of you as a, a, like an eight-year-old girl who just sees the mountains in the distance or sees the horizon and just wants to go over it. Yeah. And, and you've, been, you've been doing that. But, but there was something in between. So you... As I also recall, you're trained as an attorney, as a lawyer. Yes, um, I was working in Russia as the um, assistant of the lawyer because by the time I could become a lawyer, I understood that it's not what I want to do because um, I was interested in criminal law more than anything. I saw things that uh, broke my heart and my paradigma, you know, of all the world. And I realized that, you know, in Russia, I cannot really change the system. So, and we say, you know, like you cannot walk on, on dirt and not to become dirty. So I decided just to leave it all behind me and uh, start from the scratch. And because of the person who I was working at the moment in Russia was really high and close to the government, you know, like I saw things that made me didn't want to be around all that. How much time did you invest in being in in the legal system where you in saw about this eight stuff? years? Eight years. <laughs> yeah, like uh, college, academy, diploma, then working. You know, so. And you had enough. You finally had enough, and you decided that was it. <laughs> there was a tragedy, which I don't need to go into the details, and that tragedy made a huge impact on me, and uh, I realized there is no. No way I want to be part of this. And then when we met, you were in London and had been in London for a while. And you were not practicing law. You never went back to that. And I believe that you were a personal trainer and a fitness champion. I think you were already a fitness champion. I don't remember if I was already champion by that time. And I think maybe, yeah, I was maybe on the way because uh, I don't know if I mentioned that I did photography for some time also oh. in London. Yeah, I did photography for some time. Uh, I was working on some books. Then I was working in studio photography. Then, you know, I was teaching Photoshop, like some few people, yes, and um, on some competitions also with photography, Photoshop. But afterwards, uh, also something happened and... Eventually, I went to Vietnam to meditate and think, you know, about my life. And in the end, I decided to put uh, more things together. So at some point, you know, I can just go and, you know, to chase my horizon. This explains a lot because your photography is fantastic. After we met, we exchanged uh, Instagram information and I began to follow you. Your work is terrific. Thank you. It's terrific. I was going, what the heck? She's so good at this, you know? I really enjoyed following uh, your your travels and, and admire your your work. You began making short trips uh, out of the country, and you went to Vietnam and some other places. And I, I, I have been I, almost almost all over Asia, but it would be like one or months, one or two months at the time, because at that time I was working as a personal trainer. I would lead my clients for a year and more, and most of the time, you know, sometime between mid of December to the mid of January, as much as through whole August, it was that period. So I could take at least those two months 
you know, out of the year, just go into the country, find the motorcycle, put my backpack on the motorcycle and just go to explore and then come back to London and live normal life. <laughs> well, you know, uh, since arriving here in Tulum to, to meet with you, all I've wanted to do is buy a motorcycle. <laughs> I want to buy a motorcycle and run well, around. Well, you have one in the United States, well, right? you know, I'm kind of light on motorcycles at the moment. I sold my beloved Harley. No but a, the fellow who owns it has promised me visitation rights. So. Yeah, but I can see that you understand you're guilty, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Guilty. well, you know, <laughs> as you get older and slower-witted, I don't know if motorcycles are exactly the right choice. But They're so always the right choice. They are the right choice. They <laughs> yes. are the right choice. I started making the wrong choice of motorcycles at a very young age. I was racing motocross and stuff when I was about 14. And it's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I, I w- wouldn't have changed anything, but I crashed a lot. So did I. <laughs> you know, here we are. <laughs> it, it, it goes, with, it goes with, the, with the excitement. Can't have the excitement without paying a price sometimes. Exactly. But so you, w- you would go somewhere, get a bike, get a map, and find the most remote path and follow it. Yeah, usually, I, but I think, you know, like now these years passed, I understand that I did things that I shouldn't have done, you know, because at that time it was no GPS, nothing. So I would usually get a painted map. Then I would like, hmm, there is a lot of green and there is a dot. Hmm, it must be interesting. <laughs> and I would go there, you know. But obviously, you know, it would bring me into, like, you know, I'm here now to tell the story. So I've done everything right. Everything is perfect. Yes. But let's say if I would have children or anything, I would definitely not them to want to do those things because I don't know. It's it's a miracle that I'm still around. Yeah. So, yeah. I I think that I'm part cat because cats have nine lives. And I've used at least nine. So, so, yeah, yeah, you can call me cat daddy. I'm going to adopt that title. Cat daddy. Adventure travel, adventure travel. It wasn't even called that then. You were just driven to pursue. Yeah, uh, I even didn't know. Like, you know, I never read. I still haven't read a single blog on traveling on the motorcycles. And now I think, you know, maybe when I started, you know, I should have read something because, you know, all what I had, my rollerblade pads, you know, rollerblade gloves. I would get, you know, the cheapest uh, helmet. And I didn't have any protection. I would just take, you know, my my backpack, put it on the motorcycle and like learn on the way. (laughs) I get the impression you really believe that it's a a great way to self-actualize. Exactly. Because, you know, like it's like it brought me the most amazing experiences. If I didn't get lost, if I didn't crash, I wouldn't, you know, made all those stories that I have to remember. You know, like once I was lost, monks took me to live in the monastery. Another time, you know, the tribe took me to live with them and they healed me. And I wouldn't get inside of those places and get connected with people if I did everything correctly, you know? So, like, as long as you follow your heart and you feel it and you trust your intuition, the God, the journey, or whatever you want to call it, will take you exactly where you want to be taken. I believe that. I believe the universe rewards those who are brave. Exactly. And I have daughters and granddaughters. And as a grandfather, you know, it's a little different than being a father. 
you really don't want your daughters to do anything dangerous. Mm. But with the granddaughters, you kind of want them to have a, an adventure, but you also want them to figure out the best ways to be safe. Exactly. You know, I think it's uh, it's not making mistakes, but, you know, learning from mistakes that make you a greater person. Because if you never tried, if you never got burned yourself, who are you going to be? You know, like you will be just a jar without water in it. Before you did most of Southeast Asia and then... Uh, I think you were getting ready to head towards South America to do what I have always thought of as a transect from the southernmost point up to Alaska. I think that when we, yeah. we talked, that you were, your goal was to do that, that journey. Along the way, you, you had a, some a terrible experience, and that's the subject of the article in the Overland Journal, the spring edition of 2023. So that's out there to learn from. After uh, having just uh, an awful experience and Pulling yourself out of that, uh, which was not a slow process. And I think I feel like the fighter that you are from your, your goals of, of working in law and trying to champion people who are in legal issues, I think probably helped you survive. The- absolutely. Absolutely. Because I believed into doing the correct thing, you know, and I believed in, into the, the rightness of putting those people into the jail and it was so strong that belief inside of me that you know I was just following it wherever wherever anyone would tell because even the people who were on my side and helping me eventually they would say you know we know that you're not going to win but because nobody tried before we will use your case as a study case so we know all the mistakes in the system how afterwards to help to other people but when I, when I won, you know, like even in the court, I remember, you know, the amazed faces because it was like a miracle happened. You never let go. You mm. refused to, to let go. You're unbreakable. Mm, I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, which, which brought, uh, finally you were able to, and there's no way that you can put that terrible experience, uh, completely behind you. But. No, no, I, I can, because, you know, like now, uh, now even when I look back, I believe, I know it's may sound strange, you know, with everything was going on right in the world right now, but I believe that universe puts on our shoulders only what we can carry. And it's depend on us, how we carry it and how we react. So now when something happens, for example, last year started terribly for me, you know, things happened. But by then, I already believed into the greater thing around above me, and so I knew that whatever happens now, I won't, I won't dive into it with the sadness. I will see how I can learn from that. And my horrible experience, what I had now, when I look back, I know it sounds strange, but I'm grateful to universe for that because it never would make me so strong as I am now. It wouldn't. I would. I would not become unbreakable if someone didn't try to break me before. Exactly. So everything is... And and here you are. The way that I discovered that you were going through the troubles was that you you sort of disappeared off of social media for a little while. And then we reconnected and we uh, had a lot of exchanges. I've tried to kind of be there for you as just a a friend out there far, far away. Now here you are. You, I, I feel like your journey, your physical journey is going to continue. Uh, but here you're planted in Tulum at this time, and you're feeling very uh, happy, satisfied. At Absolutely, the because here it's um, I'm now putting together. I feel like you know, eventually everything that happened to me in my life, you know, like 
from the childhood, you know, from the background where I grew up, my family, things that happened, my education, everything, you know, it was like bits of puzzle. And now eventually, you know, here I can bring all the puzzle together into one beautiful picture and this beautiful picture make a change in the world. So I'm working on this now. I love it. I love it. I truly think that every moment, positive or difficult, uh, builds us to a certain point where we can do things that we're destined to do. So do you anticipate that you'll, you will be planted here for a while? You have uh, new projects? Yes, and, yeah. yes. Because tell, me, tell me a little bit about the new project. So um, here in Tulum, I came back to my spiritual part. Uh, and now I'm helping some women again to go through certain traumas. So far, I've been doing it mostly one-to-one with some friends. But now I'm forming uh, tours, motorcycle tours. Like right now, I'm looking for motorcycles or for the companies who want to help me on this in the way of the promotion of the tours only for women starting with the short tours like four or five days around utah Khan and then taking them further out with those who don't drive yet super well but who i can help on the way and through this help to give them power because motorcycle and traveling is so empowering during the day, we would travel and then we would have, you know, women's circle, discussion, bringing out all the traumas, discussing the traumas and putting all the power, which we learn during the day into this content and through this to empower. Such good work. I'm certain it will bear fruit and it will be a fantastic success. Thank you. As it goes forward, I'm going to be a force multiplier for you as as you get this going. I look forward to helping you turn it into something really big. And I Thank hope you. that it reaches far, far beyond here. Although this is a spectacular place. Yeah, when the universe wants to help you, you just need to be grateful. So yes. I'm really grateful. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Gosh, there's so much to talk about. But this has been a really great moment, uh, time to catch up a little bit. Do you have anything that you want to uh, promote a little bit more or talk about a little bit more? The tours, do you have a name for your tour group or for your, this thing yet? <laughs> so far, I will start at My Thousand Smiles. It's, yeah, it's, it's my name. So I haven't thought about the company. I want to to follow these because, you know, my this, this you can play towards so like thousand smiles and this these thousand miles to have thousand smiles. And we'll see if it's grow into another world or anything, but this is the main thing. Also, my my uh, groups, I call them uh, sisterhood, Phoenix sisterhood, because, you know, those women usually had also quite few traumas behind. And as I said, you know, it's when you go through the, tar- the traumas, it's what makes you stronger. So we all of us like phoenixes coming out of the ash and ready to fly. The Phoenix Rising, I've used that to describe you many times. And it sounds like you're continuing to soar and will continue to do so. Vasilisa's uh, uh, Instagram is my thousand smiles at my thousand smiles. Look deep back into her feed. You'll see a lot of amazing imagery and you'll see the story of an amazing woman. So happy. (laughs) 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 All right, Vasilisa, thanks. I can't wait to share more. and hear more about your projects and and your successes. Thank you. Thank you for coming all the way here. Oh, it's awful to come to Tulum. (laughs) You know, you could have invited, she could have invited me before, but now that I have this villa, uh, you know, it's all good. It's all good. So I'll be back anytime. 
Thanks, folks. Drew Storn for the Overland Journal podcast.